Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. Okay, so Chris, here we are. This week's special Valentine's Day episode. Um, I feel a little awkward <laughs> talking about this because I don't really necessarily feel like an expert on this topic. I feel like a lot of the topics we discuss tend to be things that we have a lot of knowledge on. <laughs> and this is one where I feel pretty, uh, maybe not ill-equipped, but I don't feel like a professional in this area whatsoever. Although I do have some experience with managing relationships. Um, yeah, how do you feel about this? Nick, are you saying you're not a professional relationships expert? <laughs> correct. Ah, yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, correct. Are you? No, I think I think this is an uh, an episode where we're both going to be not experts and yeah. you know going to the title of the show everything I need to know I learned from snowboarding this is an episode where a lot of what we've learned in the last 15 years 10 years that we've been involved in this industry like relationships are a big piece of it and I think the goal of this episode is not just like love life but friendships family like managing relationships in this industry yeah. is a huge deal. And I think we've learned some pretty important lessons through that. Yeah, I think we have. It's it's funny. I was talking to someone about managing relationships and they mentioned an instructor who writes a letter every fall to all their friends and puts it out on Facebook and says, hey, just so you know, I won't be in contact with you. I'll probably be pretty hard to reach by phone. I'll probably be late in replying to all my messages. It was great to know you. I'll be back in the spring. And they that was their way of managing relationships, which I thought was pretty cool and kind of interesting. Just writing a, a blanket letter to all their friends. Just, hey, I'm about to get really busy and do this thing that I'm really involved with and really love, and I might not be as available as I was in the summertime. So there we go. A huge piece of managing relationships, obviously, is communication. And I think yeah. that's probably something I feel like I've struggled the most with in the last 15 years I've been teaching is is maintaining maintaining communication and, and relationships through communication with distance. And I, I think because of the nature of the seasonal lifestyle, like when I first started teaching, I was going back to Alaska every summer and I was doing like wildland fire and, and, and jobs in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just like disappear from communication with all of my Colorado friends yeah and then vice versa in the winter I was down here I was in the middle of teaching and busy and I wasn't good at communicating with my Alaska friends and I think something I've learned about myself over the last 15 years of teaching is that I'm not good at staying in contact with people who are not in my immediate surroundings and so that's something I have to work on it's something I have to be very cognizant of like I'm very aware right now that I owe a call to one of my best friends growing up who's birthday is is uh this week and and like i'm very aware of it but i also know i'll probably i'll probably i haven't probably haven't talked to him in six months do you think that the snow sports industry it's is a harder industry to manage relationships in than other industries or other jobs like being an instructor do you think it's harder i I think it is i think it's a really tough job to manage relationships in friendships relationships family life we especially as instructors are so on call and 
in and it's it's not just a daytime job like it's easy to look at our job as a daytime job but how often do we have early morning trainings stuff after work you know movement analysis clinics or social gatherings or the clients that you just had that day invite you out for dinner like there's so many extenuating circumstances and then especially for us in the training and examining world half the time you get done with a day on snow you jump in the car you drive six hours you lead another clinic for the next three days at a resort that maybe you're less familiar with and you're going out for drinks with them or like having dinner or like meeting people and and then you jump back in a car and you drive back to your home resort and you're leading a, a clinic the next day and like suddenly 10 days have gone by and you haven't really had any downtime and I think it makes it really hard like I go into a zone where I'm, I'm, I get pretty focused on myself. Like I need to take care of my basic needs, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like I need, I need like 10 minutes of quiet time to myself. And then suddenly it's bedtime and I'm waking up in the morning to go lead a clinic. Like it gets really hard to manage other people's emotions, much less manage your own emotions. Yeah. It, I feel, and I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's just because I'm ex- exposed to it. This is what we do, but I f- I do feel like what we do as instructors is hard to manage relationships. I think it's because we give like all day, and we're in charge all day. And sometimes, especially um, when you get home with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, I found for myself like I just I just don't want to make a decision. Like I've been making decisions. I've been in charge of a group of people, whether it's a group of kids or whoever it is, all day long, and I've been deciding where we want to go, and I just have to decompress. And I don't want to make any decisions at nighttime, or I just need I need an hour to be by myself and be quiet. And so how do you find the time to go home and be quiet and find the time to be by yourself and reset or recharge? That's been really hard. I think that's one of the hardest things I've had to manage in a relationship like a like a romantic relationship and if i've had if i've been dating someone who's in a different a different job a different setting where they're more isolated in their job and then they get home and they want to talk or they want to hang out and they want to discuss things and all i want to do is just not talk and not discuss things i've found that is really really hard to do and trying to think of like what this title is about and what it is, I think, is if you, if you're with someone who's not involved in this industry, it can be hard for them to know how difficult it can actually be. Like I, I remember when I I started dating um, a girl, and she she told me she goes, "Wow, I I didn't realize that your job had so much involvement to it. Like I thought you just showed up." and just did it and you're like no well sometimes I'm planning the night before and I'm thinking about what I'm going to do the next day and how I'm going to lay it out or what what I'm going to do I think communicating with the stresses of your job are really important and being real with that 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 I've noticed has done well for me in relationships something you just said about needing that time to decompress and I remember reading an article a while back about full on putting that out there like the first the first 30 minutes when you get home is your time, you know, like communicating that I need that decompressed time and then coming back out to, to be part of that relationship again can be really, really helpful. Uh, and, and I've, I've definitely, you know, what you're talking about, I've definitely felt that like when you're in a relationship with somebody who is not involved in the industry, communicating how stressful and, and not always stressful, but like time consuming, demanding. Or emotion consuming. Yeah. Demanding. Yeah. Our jobs can be like, you're in charge of other people's safety. You're in charge of their happiness. You're in yeah. charge of their well being for 
an entire day or sometimes weeks of that time. And then on top of that, especially the more involved in this industry you get, you've got projects on, on a committee that you're working on, or you're writing an article, or you're training for your own next level of certification or development. And so, you know, balancing kind of your own development as well as other people's development, yeah. it doesn't always lead, leave a lot of time for, like, just chill time. Dude, this, people don't give this job credit enough for how stressful it is. Like, like it, it is insane that people come to us expecting the best day of their life. Like, you know, like, like that expectation wears on me so much sometimes. Like, I came here and this is going to be the best day of my life. And you have the expectation to to make the, the uh, someone's whole lifetime, this is going to be the one experience that they're going to have in, in this lifetime that's going to connect them to skiing and snowboarding. And, like, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stress. And sometimes I absolutely resent that. Like, no, I'm here to show you how this sport works, whether you like it or not, I might not have control over that. I'm going to try to do what I can, but this whole expectation of you're going to you're going to change someone's life today. Like, man, it it's stressful to feel that pressure sometimes. And I, like honestly, I resent that sometimes. Yeah, I I I I've felt that pressure and I think, you know, I think many of us feel that pressure and and that comes out in our relationships like whether it's whether it's family or or friends or or significant others like that that stress and that that needing to decompress and kind of take some time away like we don't we don't always have a lot of time downtime and then yeah. you feel those those pressures of of maybe managing someone's emotions at home as well or, yeah. or with family and I I feel very like I'm very grateful my family gets it and they've been out to to ski and snowboard here enough to see like see enough of my life here to understand it and they know they might not hear from me for a couple of weeks at a time and it's it's not because something's wrong it just means I haven't had the mental space to reach out and connect with them and and I, and I, I like I, I feel like I feel guilty enough as it is sometimes when I haven't talked to them in a while but I appreciate that they don't put that pressure on me how often do you talk to your family Probably every couple of weeks or so, usually. Do you, do you talk to your family every couple of weeks? Yep. When when things are slow, middle of summer, I talk to them way more. Yeah. But peak season, it might be two weeks. It might be three weeks. Yeah. I don't even know how often I talk to my family. You were just down there a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, well, I, I do live fairly close to them, but we don't get to talk very often. Yeah. Like, like I don't I don't know. Yeah, like I feel I feel like sometimes I'm just like barely kind of managing myself and I just like end up in these spaces where all all I can do is like manage myself. I can't I can't think about having a relationship with someone else, you know? Like I'm like and and I get into that like if you're in my immediate sphere, it doesn't matter if you're 2 hours away by car or whatever it is. Like it's just it's just all I can manage is what's in front of me right now. Mhm. Yeah, I I like and when when I'm not working, I reach out a lot more, you know. But yep. I guess I don't know. I feel guilt about that. I I, think, I, I feel I I totally feel guilt. I think not. social media is like a funny shortcut in all of this as well, as it lets us kind of somewhat stay in touch with a, a little bit of a abbreviated message. It's almost like an answering answering machine message. Like every now and then, I'll get a post up on Facebook that's like, "Oh, this is what's going on. I'm in Steamboat this week, leading this clinic on this and." You know, at least it gives that little update, but I think it's kind of a cheater move. It, like, it doesn't 
it doesn't the social really, media stuff. Yeah, it doesn't really do justice to those true friendships that you haven't had time to, to stay on top of. And, um, you know, I think as much as we travel and as much as we're around various places in the world, there's people that I wish I had more time to stay in touch with. And I, I think that's one of one of the more one of the things I probably struggle the most with in the job, in the role that, that I'm in yeah, is staying in contact with people. It's always been about the people for me. Like, like I love what we get to do. I love that we get to earn a living teaching skiing and snowboarding and, and traveling and, and, you know, getting to do this is amazing. But for me, it's always been about the people and like getting those interactions and getting to meet people. But I feel I feel a lot of guilt that I don't get to stay in touch with those people and that I'm not able well, to maintain a deeper level of friendship with a lot of those people. Well, it's, it's funny. It's like, I feel like there's like a people bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have so much time for people and that time we're going to put the number 100 on it. I have 100 units of, of time for people and I use up 75 of those units when I'm on snow <laughs> with people and then I use up 22 of them when I get home with my significant other. And then by the time it comes to dealing with any other people, I don't have any units left. I'm like, I'm like, I have like two units, three, you know, what would that be? It's like four units left for people to, to, to do what I want to, what I want to do or three units left, whatever it yeah. might be. Like, I just feel, I feel like it's so hard in this industry to, to make that time. You know, and like back to the original point of like just just being being honest, like communication, I guess. And like, I'm not going to have time right now to do this. And I've chosen to do this because I'm passionate about it and I want to get better at this, whether it's training or I want to focus on my job. That's I guess that's the number one thing, huh? So you said something earlier about when you're when you're dating somebody who's not involved in our industry and how difficult it can be to communicate the stresses of our job. Yeah. But we've both also seen it not be successful with people who are involved in this industry. Oh yeah. Because you have two people who are pulled in completely opposite directions and I've got a dinner with my client tonight and, and you've got a dinner with your client tomorrow night. And when are we going to actually sit down and hang out? You know, like the couples within the really, within the industry often struggle just as much. And even though, you know, the, the challenges and the stresses of the job, you have two people who are pulled in totally different directions with the exact same commitments. And, and that's been tough. Like I've, I've been through some relationships that have not worked in that sense. And, and, um, you know, we know a lot of people that have, have struggled with that as well. And it comes down to communication in the end, it all comes down to communication, but it doesn't make it easier. Dude. I, I, I feel fortunate like I know I've I know I've said this before but I the current relationship I'm in I I really love the fact that that she's not in an, involved in the same industry like we actually met cuz she was an instructor but she's not anymore but but she loves the mountains so we can still kind of find like a common place we want to be but I've I've really appreciated that and I and I found that's done a lot you know like our, our common ground isn't work when we get home, you know, like, like we don't, we don't talk about like, oh, well maybe you should do, we, we don't feel like we should be giving each other advice on how to be better at each other's jobs when we get home. 
And that's been awesome. Whereas I've been in relationships where we're in the exact same industry and it's difficult, man. I, I, I find it's difficult. I mean, cause it's like, well, maybe you could have done this and maybe you could do this. And, and you both feel kind of like experts on, on your job, what you're doing. And, and that can, sometimes you don't want to hear advice from your significant other on your job. You almost want like, it's almost good kind of to have like a separate identity you know, so, something that you feel like you can own, and it's it's difficult. I, I've I've had it on both sides where I've yeah. I've I've I felt I felt I felt both sides of that, and both sides have been good, and both sides have been negative. I guess I've I've had relationships where they didn't weren't in the same industry and just couldn't comprehend what I did and why it was stressful. And what do you mean you don't want to talk? You just out snowboard all day. You just have fun, and you're like, no, I I don't actually have fun. Like this is really difficult and draining and I'm really trying to do a good job. I don't know, man. I've, I've had it on both sides. Thinking about things that you can do to help manage that or make it a more positive. Like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, a friend of ours who sends out that message to their, all of their friends saying, Hey, yeah. this Casey is Gandy, by the way, yeah. if anyone's wondering, like that's a guy named Casey Gandy. He's an examiner on the East. Uh, Amy Gann, she, she told me that story and I thought that was so cool. I guess Casey sends that letter out. Um, every year. So sorry, just in case yeah. people were wondering where and, that comes from. And that's from. just such a great example of communicating the stresses that we're, we're dealing with, right? Being able to say, and just be honest, like my bandwidth for people, I'm, I'm out of units and I need to go spend some time on myself or I need to go, you know, whatever it is that you need to do to recharge that for yourself, like communicating that being willing to be open with that and say, Hey, I am out of people time. And I think something else that you mentioned in it, and, and we we're talking about doing an upcoming episode on, on pet peeves, but one of my pet peeves is when people can't turn snowboarding off. Yeah. And I think that happens in relationships and I, I'm certainly guilty of it. Like yeah. you, especially when you work in the same industry, you get home like in, and for us, there's just so many other things involved with like whether it's an article or planning the next trip or like working with resorts and planning clinics. Like there's a never ending to do list related to snowboarding for us. And like making that time to turn off snowboarding can be can be difficult sometimes and and it's yeah. also so key like taking time to turn off snowboarding and turn off training and turn off our jobs and and being present you know it all comes down to communication i, I think communicating our stress levels communicating where we're at in terms of of ability to to manage our own energy and our own people people units but yeah i i really like you know that upfront approach and that's like my family knows as soon as we enter ski school season and, you know, especially when you're doing that back to back in the summers, it's ski school season and a 12 hour time difference. Like it just gets tough to tough to communicate and, and yeah. being open and upfront about that at least makes people aware of it. Yep. Man, this job is tough. Like I, I think, I think, I think in order to have good relationships, you need to be really good at self care. You know, you need to know, how to take care of yourself so you have energy to give others. But this job is tough, man. I really, I really believe that we don't give this job enough credit for how difficult it is. It's, it's hard, man. It's, it's really, it's really, really tough. Like to, to know when to take time for yourself so that you have energy to give to others or like this job is draining. It really, truly is. And you can you can end up in a place where you don't have any energy left to give if you don't take care of yourself enough. 
then your relationships really start to really start to fail you know so i don't know man i guess like being being open with communication and like self care like being realistic with others but being realistic with yourself yeah i, I don't know like a lot of, a lot of the relationships i've seen fail in the snow sports industry have been people who who just they don't have they, they, it's almost like they get ran ragged because the work is so demanding, and they don't, and they don't take that time to care for themselves, and then they, then they have nothing to give, and then, and then their relationships fail. This I, is it's reminding me a bit of our episode on burnout from from this fall, yeah. where we we're such a passion driven industry, yeah, and sometimes that passion, like there's always something new and exciting, and and you go from new and exciting, new exciting, new exciting. And, and it's hard to say no sometimes because of the opportunities are so cool. There's always something different and new and a, a different resort wants you to come lead training. Like I, I find this, I struggle with this for sure. Saying no to some of these opportunities are really yeah. difficult. And suddenly you've worked 20 days straight and you don't have enough energy to put on a good clinic anymore because, because you haven't managed it, managed your own energy well enough. And, you know, I think that, that tie between burnout and managing relationships at the point that you burn out that that passion stops being an excitement factor. You don't have that energy left to manage to to be excited about your job, and that's of course going to trickle into depression, and that's going to affect relationships in your life as well. I feel like I can't say no. I feel like if I say no, then I get replaced. I I totally feel that way. Like if if someone else, whether it's they come for me, hey, I've got this this referral for you for a booking, and you know, I noticed your schedule is open. I talked to your supervisors about who would fit. And I said, oh, I think so-and-so is free. Yeah. If I say no because I need some, like, self-help <laughs> time or whatever it is, I feel the stress of I'm never going to get that opportunity again. I have to take it. I have to take it. If I say no, right, like, the being willing to say no can be difficult. Like, I, I, I know some friends for sure that have – the the they lack they fully lack the ability to say no to anything that comes their ways and i have absolutely seen their relationships suffer whether yeah. it's cuz they're gone all the time like whatever it is like i can think of a few specific people that yeah their relationships suffer because they do not know how to say no in self care period when they there you go. Like managing relationships starts with your relationship with yourself, right? Self-care yeah. starts there. If you're taking care of self-care, that gives you the ability to communicate with the other people in your life, whether that's a significant other or family member or a good friend. And if you're, if you're lacking in that self-care element, you probably don't have the mental bandwidth to manage emotions and communication and relationships with other people. I guess it's like, if you can't manage yourself, how the how the heck are you gonna manage emo how you how are you gonna be able to manage someone else? Like it's like if you enter a relationship, like like man, so, some of the one of the best things I I heard about entering a relationship was like you don't enter a relationship as two fifty percents that when you come together you make a hundred percent. A successful relationship is when you both enter as being fully whole. Like, if you're expecting someone else to complete you, 
you're always going to be lacking. Like, no one is ever going to complain. Like, oh, I was operating at 50% until I found this other person, and then I became whole. Like, no, you need to be whole yourself, and then you will be ready to have a relationship with someone else who's whole as well. And that, that's important, and that speaks to the self-care speak, or the self-care um, concept we're talking about, whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think that sums up this entire episode really well. We, neither one of us is relationship experts by any means, but we have a lot of experience in this industry and in this career. And we've seen how it's affected our own relationships and a lot of relationships of, of close friends around us. And, and I think, man, if one takeaway is managing self-care, if you're taking care of yourself, it gives you a good place to manage relationships in your life. Yeah, be whole. Don't expect someone else to complete you because they won't. You know? Yeah, be whole and find someone else who's also whole. And then then you'll be successful in your relationship. Yeah, this is great. This is this is this is the real stuff. I like this. I like this. Yeah. I like this one. This is good. Things we've learned from snowboarding. Yeah. Things we learned from snowboarding, man. Yeah, seriously, how to manage relationships. I wouldn't say learned. I would say still learning. Still learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? But, yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's I guess, I think I think that's good for me on this topic. Anything else you want to say, Chris? No, I, I feel like this episode's been a little bit of a, a downer overall. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's a kind of, it's a tough subject. It's maybe one of the, the tougher subjects we've we've talked about on this show. And I, I think it's, it's not that it's a negative element, but it's, it takes a lot of energy to manage relationships. And I do think it's important to start with, with the self and, and managing, managing yourself and what you just said about making sure that you're a hundred percent and entering your relationships from that perspective. That's a really, that's a really important thing. And I think it's something people miss and they fill up their schedules and they don't communicate with their friends and, you know, like I'm definitely guilty of that. I have not stayed in the best contact with some of my friends from back home in Alaska. And, um, that's just because I, I let myself get too busy. Right. And, and, and so taking care of yourself. And then even if you're at a hundred percent, you still have to make room in your life to have that ability to communicate with those people. Be honest. Yeah. Hey, here's what I can give. And that's where I love Casey's message and just saying like, Hey, these next four months I'm on the road. And when I'm not on the road, I'm, getting ready to be on the road or I'm getting back from being on the road and, yeah. or I'm booked all the time. I mean, like just being open about that. And you know, that goes back to some of our previous episodes on vulnerability and just being honest with where you're at. Like my Instagram has great filters and looks pretty and it always looks like I'm having fun, but that, that doesn't show the travel time. And it doesn't show the 2am driving and it doesn't show being exhausted at the end of the day, leading a clinic. Right. And, right. and so just being able to be honest with this is a tough job and, and making sure that your close friends and family knows that. Yeah. That's, that's a good place to start. Self-care communication, being honest with reality of, of the job that we do and how draining it can be. And sometimes, Hey, I just need a little space. I need to recharge. Yeah. I like this one. I hope we can do more about uh, stuff like this. Yeah. This was good. I like this. So what do you guys think? What, how do you manage, how do you manage the relationships in your life, family, friends, significant others? What yeah. do you do to, to manage, um, relationships in what can be a really demanding career? We'd love to hear it. Yep. As always, any questions, comments, concerns, please get in touch with us at learned from snowboarding 
at gmail.com or reach out on our Facebook page. Uh, again, thanks so much. Until next time, catch you guys. All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.